0: Hi, this
1: is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This
0: is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go.
2: You are listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for being here today. It's Sunday, June twenty eighth, 2015. I am Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. My sister Sheila Dolan is here today from South Pasadena, California. Hey, Sheila. Hey, everybody. It's great to be here. It's good to have you on At the Right Time. You're in place. Everything's good.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Check, 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 check.
2: Okay. And then Liz Dolan on the road. Liz, you have been just a whirlwind of travel lately. We're going to hear about your travels to France. You were in France.
0: (laughs) I was in France. You were in
2: England. uh, And now you are at in the, at the base of Mount Shasta, at the Best Western, where we have all stayed on, on our yeah. route to Bend, Oregon. So you and your dog, Ferris, are in the Best Western there at Mount Shasta.
0: Yeah. Let me just, one correction, Leanne, it's a Best Western plus. Oh. It's not just a Best Western. Oh. Is that because it
2: has that crappy old pool? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the plus?
0: I'm not sure how you qualify for Plus, but Ferris and I, as we discussed it, the Plus for us is the big dog lawn, which, as you know, if you're driving up I-5 from Southern California to Central Oregon, all the hotels are mainly in strip malls. So it's, you know, your pet-friendly hotels, especially, you know, your Holiday Inn Expresses and such. But once you get here to the Best Western Plus, you're actually – it's about 10 degrees cooler than the rest of California was yesterday, and there's a lot of grass. So for us, that's a plus when you're a dog.
2: (laughs) It is a surprisingly okay hotel. In a oh. v- in a very beautiful part of the world, Mount Shasta, that beautiful path. So, all right, Liz, but you were uh, traveling the world, so we're going to talk about that. Of course, a huge week at the Supreme Court. We're going to talk about that. We're awarding a, a new award here on Satellite Sisters, the Stay Noisy Award, this week, uh, going to one of our faves. Sheila, we're so happy for you. You appear to have made up with your dry cleaner. We just, mm-hmm. we can't. <laughs> Can't wait to hear how that happened.
1: Love wins. That is right. <laughs> it's just I spread a little love <laughs> in my own special way.
2: Yeah. Okay, uh, I have a very, uh, very inspiring story. I think from the LA Times on the development of the new orange chicken for Panda Express. It's exciting. Going to tell you all about that. And then a couple of reminders. We have a lot coming up this week. There's a lot I want you to watch on television. Basically, so that's it's a just, good week for that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, but first, Liz, you where were you? You were in Europe. I do I, I barely remember. Leah, I know where
0: I was. Uh but over the last ten days I was I was in London for a couple of days. That's where I was last weekend. Uh why well, I couldn't be on a show last weekend. And then all of this week I was in um Cannes, France, or as they say in Europe, can. I don't know why they say can and we say con, but that's the way it goes. So I'm just gonna say can throughout okay. this report because that's the way they say it. En France, or right. I guess in England, about France, um, so I was in every year there's a big uh, what they call a festival of creativity uh, in Cannes, and it 's essentially like a big advertising festival all marketing advertising people agencies clients and it used to be this thing where they just kind of like gave awards for great advertising and now it's this completely out of control I don't know it's like uh Coachella for advertising people or something where (laughs) I noticed that
2: like it used to just be some golden lions and now all of a sudden it's like all these panels and it's people speaking and it's (laughs) rock stars and when did that yeah. happen?
0: Yeah, you know how you know how the White House Correspondents' Dinner has gotten totally out of control, right. With the celeb mm-hmm. factor, that's what happened in at the Can Lions. So now, like, among there, there are all these panels, but even everybody's having dinners and taking you out on yachts and things. And I hate to sound ungrateful, but. For God's sakes, I'd rather be home with my dog. But like among the people that were appearing, like Kenneth Branagh is there and Viola Davis was there and Brian Grazer and Al Gore and Adrian Grenier. And some of them are speaking at the conference, but some of them are just there as like celebrity dinner guests. There is a lot of just celebrity dinner guesting. And that is a good gig. Sheila, I think that's. Maybe for your future career, for you, you would be an excellent celebrity dinner guest.
1: I want to be on the list right yeah, now. <laughs> so I mean, could... I'm so jealous. You're talking about dinners and yachts. Come on, people I'm would there.
2: have to eat at six p.m. Though that's <laughs> the...
0: yeah, that is not going to happen en France. Uh, yeah, but that's the, the problem. I, so anyway, what I was largely doing was meeting with clients of my companies. Because I work for a media company, we sell advertising. So I was meeting with people who buy advertising. But occasionally I did get to the Festival of Creativity, and so the I posted a few things uh, on my Facebook page and in our Facebook group about what I was seeing. My favorite session that I went to by far, because there are a couple of our solid gold satellite sisters, was a session that was Christian Amanpour from CNN interviewing Julia Louis Dreyfus about political satire. Oh, I
2: wondered if you went to that. I saw that pop up in various news feeds. That looked great. Was it funny? Was Was it interesting? It was yeah.
0: very interesting, and you would have really enjoyed it, Leanne, because in addition to Julia Louis Dreyfus being great and Veep is just such an over the top great show, show. Yeah. they were, uh, because that show is with HBO, they were also showing a lot of John Oliver clips. Oh, and okay. I know how much you love John Oliver. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So you felt almost like John Oliver was there with Julia Louis mm-hmm. Dreyfus and Chris Amanpour. So that's that's a pretty good combo. So that's the best thing that I actually went to. The one thing that I missed because it was Friday, and I'll explain my Friday situation mm-hmm. in a moment, was Sarah Koenig from Serial was the whole team from Serial was there doing. They were doing a presentation on Friday that I missed. So, so-
2: podcasters were there. Like yes, we have made podcasters.
0: The- Exactly, podcasters on the main stage, (laughs) I I
2: know. Between
0: next, Mark Mark Marion uh, Yeah. <laughs> next year. Okay. <laughs> next year, Sheila will be a celebrity dinner guest and we will be the podcasting pioneers being saluted yes. in, the, in the Grand Palais. Uh so the yeah. But in between is where it's all the mayhem. So the like one night I got invited to this dinner. Michael Clinton runs uh, uh Hearst publication, Hearst magazines, and they were having a little party and they were saluted um Joanna Coles who's the editor-in-chief of um Cosmopolitan who by the way no matter what you think of Cosmopolitan she's fantastic she is a like funny smart very outspoken woman that you could listen to forever so uh, somehow that's kind of the history
2: of Cosmo's editors so yeah Yeah. what what the heck yeah Kate White and yeah her she's great Yeah, Helen
0: girly brown (laughs) right back at the beginning so I get, I get invited to this thing, and uh, it's at some super fancy hotel, so where, of course, I've never been before. So I'm like, okay, I'm in for that. And then I go, and it wasn't that many people, but they had several celebrity dinner guests. So, again, these are people that are just paid to show up for dinner, right? Oh, are like, need to get
2: that gig.
0: They get an appearance fee. <laughs> so, so I look up, and who's walking in, Sheila, but... Chris Jenner and her new oh. boyfriend. Her new boyfriend, whose no. name is Corey something or other.
1: Oh, of course it is.
0: So, yep. <laughs> so she's there, and then a handful of other people are there. And then Boy George arrives. Oh. And like, oh. what? Somebody is still paying Boy George to show up for stuff? <laughs> and and boy George looks like he has stolen Pharrell's hat because yeah. he's got some giant hat on. Yeah. Well, and- I
2: think Pharrell stole boy George's hat, yeah. but that
1: could, well, the yeah. whole hat look.
0: That's
2: yeah.
1: True. <laughs> he was rocking that hat in, in the early yeah. 80s. Yeah. So. yeah.
2: so let's give credit where credit is due. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so at a certain point at dinner, like I look over and standing on a terrace overlooking the Mediterranean with this fantastic sunset, Chris Jenner and boy George are taking a selfie together. And then, of course, everyone at the dinner is, like, taking a picture of them taking a selfie. And, and it's like, my head almost
1: exploded at the sort of meta-selfiness of it all, you know? Yeah, it, it's surreal. I mean, it, it doesn't even... It looks like the most beautiful hotel in the world, was it? I mean, yeah. I don't know. The light, everything about that, that, that picture, Liz, made me jealous. It looked yeah, beautiful. It it
0: was beautiful. I got to say, it was beautiful, but you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah, you know, that's kind of, like- yeah, it's
2: all so stupid. It's not, <laughs> it's not really surreal. There's just stupidity to it.
0: But, and yet a delightfulness to it yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's just nutty. Right. In another day I was sitting on a terrace having lunch with one of my colleagues. We look over, who's at the table next to us having lunch? But Monica Lewinsky
2: is there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, she's having a moment. Yeah, yeah okay. she's
0: definitely having a moment. She gave a big speech, you know, all about shaming and cyberbullying. She is. Uh, she should get another award from us. She she has a lot to say, Monica Lewinsky. Okay. Like right. if you if you looked at her recent TED talk what she has to say is actually important. Yes. So anyway, and Oh, Sheila, Kim and Kanye were there. I mean, Liz. So, um, and you know, that's, I'm all about that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh oh, yeah. That's your life, Liz. That's your life. (laughs) Well, that's, that's what you're sitting there thinking. Like, this is my life. I like, <laughs> I can imagine so many other people, that being their life, but not me. Anyway, but it was, um, you can't complain. It was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it is just a little bit of craziness. It's vaguely glamorous, uh, fa- fascinating in some ways for some of the sessions that I could get to. Uh, so and that then was, do
2: you go to Comic-Con this year too? Are you yes, doing that? I'm yeah. What is, on, that's like, a crazy Rick's
0: life. Like I get, yeah. I, I'm on vacation this week. That's why I'm in the Best Western Plus. And then, because that's my real life, is Best Western Plus. (laughs) My (laughs) professional life is the Hotel du Cap Eaton Rock. You see the gap there? Best Western Plus, Hotel du Cap Eaton Rock. (laughs) And then I'll drive back to California next week. I'm home for two days. And then down to Comic-Con. But at least (laughs) Comic-Con It's it's real people. It's fans. Yes, and, and yeah, that's so that's true. different. These are all in can. It's all professionals. And That's why there's just something about that that's even that makes it weirder. Okay. Anyway, so I think so, it
1: sounds fantastic.
0: <laughs> the I'm going to get you a gig there, Sheila, for something. We sounds just good. everybody has something to say on the stage. So you just have to work up. Like, what is your what's your thing going to be? Just. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um, so um, dry cleaning so, people. I
1: mean, I'll tell you one place to rock those leather pants in can or con. <laughs> either one.
0: Oh man! Oh man! So, um, so that was all great, except there were some complications, and I am going to just put these complications under an umbrella. I am calling pour toi. <laughs> Which, if you speak French, it's sort of the French equivalent of uh, no soup for you. <laughs> it, is, it is what the French say when they just want, like, to, it literally means too bad for you. Uh, but it's sort of their way of just dismissing out of hand <laughs> any of your concerns or requests or service requirements. And uh, I had a couple of obvious ones um, that go under the "ton pour toi umbrella. The first was, uh, because this is also glamorous and all the beautiful people come in for it, tant pis pour moi, I got no hotel room. So I'm staying in a third floor walk-up, uh, sort of an Airbnb-ish kind of situation. Um, and it's vaguely ramshackle. And, uh, and I arrive. And the, I'm trying to like, I have to, they give me the keys and it's uh, all these old French locks, which I know it's not their fault that the country is very old, but I mean, all the locks are very old. (laughs) Anyway, like I get in there and I have to climb up three stories and there's like no lights in the stairwell at all. And like, I'm familiar with the French protocol of they have light switches in the hallways unlike you know, in the US where we just leave the lights on all the time. The French are much more conscious about that. Good for them. And they have light switches on timers and everything. But anyway, like all the lights were burned out. And uh <clears throat> in my you know, like high class accommodations. Again, sort of the can equivalent of the best western plus, but <laughs> best western minus. Let's call it best western minus. <laughs> so so I get up to my, my little apartment and i called the landlord and i'm like okay hey i'm in um could you help me out there are no lights in the hallway so it was very hard to get up the stairs and uh she said she said she said well we don't use as much light in america in france as you do in america i'm like what she said well that's the lighting They said, we just don't use as much light as you do is it I'm talking about no light. I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pitch black in the hallways, and he was like, Topi pertois. That's just the way we roll here. Topi uh, So that was like a taste. There were lots of other things like that, but then the the biggest thing that happened, which was. On the international news, you may have seen the taxi strike in France.
2: Yes. Well, we saw it through the eyes of Courtney Love.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, you know, je suis Courtney, uh, because this happened to everyone who was trying to get in or out of France. Uh, Sheila, if you missed the breaking news on this, all the French taxi drivers went on strike this week, on Thursday, mainly to protest Uber, that they believe Uber... Oh, okay. Uber, Uber should be illegal. The taxi business in France is highly unionized, and Uber is not. And so as a protest against Uber, they all went on strike on Friday, on Thursday, which they announced in advance, which is helpful. But what they did not announce in advance and what happened to colleagues of mine that were leaving on Thursday to go to the airport is that the taxi drivers also barricaded the airport. So if you were going to the Nice Airport, which is where you go from Cannes, um, they got to, like, five kilometers, say three miles away from the airport, and there are, like, barricades everywhere. Their car gets attacked. Their driver, they're just in a regular black car, right? The driver, they attack him. They take his keys. They, like, throw his keys off the embankment. So, okay, now that car is not going anywhere. Uh, They take their bags out of the car and start throwing all their stuff all over the road. Uh, They're flying home to Latin America, my my colleagues. So they have to, like, gather up all their stuff from the side of a freeway in France and – Walk the three miles to the airport. Oh, that to is me. terrible. It, it was really terrible.
2: That's so much worse than the egg that Courtney Love got thrown yes. at her.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, Courtney got egged, and they were beating on her car. Yeah, and uh, I think they did rough up her driver. But this was happening all over all over France. Uh, so, and this is Thursday, and I'm leaving Friday, and I am so anxious to get home and just get on vacation and like. I'm going to be damned if I'm going to miss my plane on Friday. I don't care what it takes. I'm getting so my flight was at eleven thirty. At nine o'clock Thursday night, they announced that they were going to extend the strike for another day. Um, oh, now there's someone knocking on the door of my Best Western. <laughs> uh, excuse me, I'm still in here. Okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> see, excellent service here. It's Plus, it's a plus. I, unlike. Unlike France, excellent service. <laughs> they're on it. Not even 9 o'clock in the morning. They're just checking on me. Um, anyway, so I decide that uh, – so like, we get the, the text message Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Strike is continuing on Friday. My flight's at 1130, and uh, so I'm like, well – I don't care what it takes. I am getting home today. And then, of course, it was the buzz of the whole festival. And people said, here's the thing about the strikers. They don't show up until 730 in the morning. (laughs) They're They're not exactly early birds, you know, for all the early flights. So you're safe if you're on an early flight. I'm like, well, I can't get on an early flight, but I just said, I'm going to the airport at, you know, I don't care if I go to the airport at four o'clock in the morning. I'm getting home (laughs) tonight. (laughs) So I went to the airport at six o'clock in the morning for an 1130 flight. And, and I got there, and the thank God the strikers had not shown up yet. Um, an hour later, it was all barricaded again, and people were, like, had to get off the freeway. Anyway, so I get there, so now it's, like, not even 7 a.m. My flight's at 11.30. I go to check in, and again, Tom P. Portois, we're not taking your bags yet. I'm sorry. We're, you can only check in two hours before your flight. So now you're like, now we're all stuffed in the lobby of the airport. Everybody who came early because they told us to come early, but we all came early, but we can't check into any okay. of our flights.
2: All right. Relax there, Liz. Relax. It's
1: over. You're at the best Western, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're, you're in a real, real environment now. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh so then, you know, by
0: by 930, we're allowed to check in for the 1130. So then there's a mad rush to do that. Then we all go through immigration. Ah. There's nobody at those desks yet. So then, again, we're all stuffed in another section of the airport where everyone is just standing around waiting for the immigration officials to turn up. So that's another, like, 30 minutes of just standing around. Uh, the, and then it was at, it was when I was standing around it waiting to go through in immigration that I got the text message from my airline saying, we suggest you leave for the airport early today because there are some situations in France. So I'm like, thanks for nothing, people. I needed this text message like 24 hours ago. So, so that's, that's my tale of woe. So I end up, I get on my flight. I have to go back to Heathrow, changing planes in Heathrow, back to the United States. I've never been so happy Dude, like <laughs> land back here and uh yes don't
2: sheila wrong. i don't know i don't know if you want to go now i think this sounds too much <laughs>
0: I'm worried. No, no but here's what how you would get out sheila see if you were a celebrity guest this yeah. is this is the irony of the taxi strike is that the whole thing was to um to reinforce the ban against Uber. But what Uber did is they added an instant service the way they can. So all of a sudden, if you looked at the Uber app on your phone, they had Uber copters, Sheila. Oh, oh my gosh.
1: That's what I so needed. People
0: other than me, the people staying at the Hotel de Cap Eden Rock, they were just Ubering back and forth to the Nice airport. In the copters, of uh, course. So that's, that's where
1: Boy George was.
0: Sure, sure. <laughs> Believe me, he's not walking three miles with his roller bag uh, <laughs> to get into into the Nice airport. So in the end, who benefited from all of this mayhem? Uber did. That's Uber. Was really <laughs> <laughs> That made the point that we will do anything it takes to make it, things easier for you, which is, after all, what you want from a basic transportation company. So, whew, uh, that was that was a lot. Well,
2: <laughs> Liz, while you were out of the country, a lot happened here in this country. Maybe you heard. So I hear. But it was a big week at the Supreme Court. It was a big week for news all over. The, it was a good week for news watchers. If you enjoyed watching a lot of news particularly news about escaped convicts in new york (laughs) there was extensive extensive (laughs) coverage of those two guys so i was just so happy when the supreme court decision started coming down so cnn would turn away from the woods in upstate new york for just (laughs) a second to right. cover other news. But kind of a, a jubilant celebration in Washington, D.C. on Friday when the Supreme Court said, Love, love wins, marriage for all. And I was a very, very emotional to watch. I had gotten some call the night before from my friend, Chris, who was gay, who had worked in the Obama administration. He said, it's coming down tomorrow. This is so exciting. You know, it's just been a long time coming for people who uh, are gay and have spent decades of their lives sort of wondering what's going to happen next for me. So I, I was I was very moved to see uh, the celebrations afterwards. Very moved.
1: I, I Yeah, I, this is Sheila. I, I don't have to. TV, but I was watching the news, so on my computer on the satellite sister site, Leon, and you know the Rainbow Avatar started showing up, and it was just exciting. It was, it was. just it was really really heartwarming, exciting, and emotional and yeah. dramatic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I was sitting in a lounge at Heathrow, of course, uh, and uh, all of a sudden it popped up on my phone the the news alert and. The, but none of the TVs there had anything. So I put my headphones on and plugged into the um, the NPR app. So I was getting the live breaking news from Morning Edition because it was just, obviously, it was 10 a.m. in the United States, but it was mid-afternoon in London. So I'm sitting in a lounge listening to Morning Edition, like very emotional listening to this. Yeah. People must have thought I was some kind of <laughs> lunatic because there's usually like, who's that woman? and over there in the corner like with the you know the tears in her eyes and like just, just sort of like like just agitated because it was what it was very emotional and just to hear, imagining it on the radio and hearing people talk about it and you know they were still making sense of what was actually in, each of the opinions, and that was all very dramatic on both sides. I think what people had to say was very dramatic. So it was, um, again, it just reinforced to me, like, I gotta get home! What am I I doing sitting here? I gotta get home! I am a news junkie! I have to get home and sit in front of my television! I have missed like, one of the most historic weeks for news ever! Because I'm having dinner with Chris Jenner and Boy George! How did my life become this? So by the time I finally get home, it's like late Friday night, uh, I turn on CNN just in time to see the president singing Amazing Grace. Yeah,
2: that was...
0: I'm like, yeah. I love America. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy to be home. Like literally the moment I turned on the TV, he, they were replaying that whole speech, which was amazing. And you hear him singing Amazing Grace and you're like...
2: Oh, yay. <laughs> I am home. Well, that's uh, my husband had had a long week at work and he came home, you know, looking like uh, gray, like old meatloaf on Friday night around eight o'clock. And that's right when CNN was replaying that speech. And he I just said, just shut up and just watch this. Don't even speak. Just watch the speech and and then we'll just go to bed and start again tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, it's mood lifter. It's it was. A mood lifter.
0: For sure. Yeah.
2: I, you know, and especially, I think, for the people of South Carolina, that was a very tough week for them. So it was just kind of an extraordinary week in U.S. history. And I think there are a couple of decisions the Supreme Court came down with that are going to affect people's day-to-day lives pretty dramatically. As, you right. know, and that's unbelievable that that can happen. Uh, I think we have those millennials. Thanks, millennials. Once again, like the speed with which public opinion turned on you know that particular issue, marriage equality, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that there are millions and millions of uh, people between 21 and 31 now, and I mm-hmm. think that's extraordinary. So, I was I was happy for my friends uh, that were personally affected by it. I think it was a great day for them, and they they were happy too. So, it's gonna I be- agree.
0: I mean, and you feel like the. The speed of change was great, but for those people, it didn't feel that way. Right. You know, it's over exactly. multiple generations right. uh, working on um, this issue. Right. So well, I
2: was struck by when the president said a thousand small acts of courage when he was talking about um, the marriage equality decision, because, right, we, it looks like a big decision with lots of organizations like Lambda Legal and the Human Rights Watch behind it. But, you know, it's really just people individually in their day-to-day lives over decades making small declarations of independence that kind of got that to where it is. So I thought it was an extraordinary day. Extraordinary day.
1: Uh, I'm getting choked up again. In the spirit of love wins, Yeah, (laughs) and Liz. You know, I I went down, uh, just in my, this is my world, let's switch back to my world now. I went down to my dry cleaner. I switched. went back to my dry cleaner. Uh, I think I told the story about how I was going to break up with my dry cleaner And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to show some love this summer. I went in, I went, I thought I was going to get my last order of sweaters and things like that and just say goodbye to her. And I said, you know what, I, I need to say I'm sorry about the leather pants. I need to, I need to reach out and I need to just show some love. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. I went into my dry cleaner and I said, listen, I'm really sorry that uh about the leather pants. And now and let's were...
2: remind people. If they <laughs> I don't missed... even
1: remember the leather pants. Yeah, I don't part think of you that.
2: were on. It was my, just
1: my dry cleaner very sweetly tried to tell me I had a pair of pleather pants oh, for Banana right. Republic. <laughs> she said she couldn't be responsible for them coming out perfectly. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I was not in a good mood that day, and I gave her a hard time, and I took my leather pants back, never had them cleaned. but, um, you know, when I went back, and I had a few sweaters left, and I just said, listen, I'm really sorry about the leather pants. And she said, oh, 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 don't worry. And then um, I'm guessing
2: I'm guessing it was not as big a deal to her as (laughs) it was to you. She did not
1: remember it at all. (laughs) And I was on fire. I said, listen, I want to yelp you. She said, yelp me. Oh, thank you. I said, but let me take a picture. So she was very shy. She did not want her picture taken. But I forced her to get in the get in the photo with me. And that's what I posted on the Satellite Sisters. And. All is well. I mean, you know, everything's fine. And now I can hold my head up and go back in there without any shame. And I feel like uh, we've bridged that gap.
2: Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here. And we want to thank Prose for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting... So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support satellite sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. I'm proud of you, Sheila. And I don't That's really, you you've come a long way. <laughs> Make, making amends. Now, is this going to start sort of a, a dry cleaner um you know, a men's program where you go back and apologize to all the dry cleaners you've
1: disrespected. <laughs> dozens of dry cleaners. Up with. Well, I've done that already with every dry cleaner that okay. I've come up with in Santa Monica. I either brought treats or cookies. Oh, that's right. That's old right. Old Halloween candy. Right. I usually bribe them. Yeah. And um, but this time I just had to put on a smile and apologize uh, because uh, I don't want to break up with my dry cleaner. She's too convenient. Um and uh so that there you go. And then that's the good news.
0: Now that's the bad that's
1: great, Sheila. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Liz. Shows a lot of
0: personal growth. <laughs>
1: um uh, uh, in the bad news department, um I had a medical procedure this week which I just wanted to touch upon. Um and I think it's timely because in in the advice column in the New York Times, they actually had a question of uh, regarding if you see a suspicious mole on another person, do you say anything, all right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just giving you that background. Now I had what what is called a sebaceous cyst. Uh, like literally, if a mathematician had to map my back and find the dead center of my back, that's where this cyst was. And now that's important to know because um, it involved uh, you know, caring for the wound that I eventually have and have now, which is virtually impossible to do alone, yeah, because it's directly in the middle of my you cannot mm-hmm. reach it. Mm-hmm. I actually had to take a spatula last night a soft spatula and try to pat the bandage down because I couldn't reach the middle of my back I I was rigging um all sorts of you know like uh nail files with cotton balls I literally was so too bad we
0: don't have photos of that
1: frustrated with this wound okay so The cyst had had become um, not underneath the skin anymore, above the skin. And for 10 years, I've been watching it grow. So I finally decided to take it out. It's
2: been 10 years?
1: Yes, 10 years of growth. Um, You go to the doctor so often. How could something like that go?
0: uh, Like, nobody, none of your doctors had seen that before and suggested?
1: No, they they saw it. I've had other treatments, which I won't go into because it's not... (laughs) You can't. You it's not. Okay. Uh, st- you can't stomach the what I would tell you about. But so okay. anyway, make a long story short. I decide to have it taken out. So I go into the dermatologist, and I know it's going to be a bad day because it's ten o'clock, and the uh, the lot the uh, office is completely full. Like every seat is taken. That means major backup, major major backup, and I found myself commiserating. This is how bad it was the wait the wait the wait for this it was an hour wait I was commiserating with a man in a in a walker who had just gotten out of the hospital <laughs> I mean we were in the corner rolling our eyes together and he was in a walker and he had hospital bands on his on his arms you know I mean so by the time I get in there I'm just you know I'm done um and I'll just want to Talk about the nurse and the doctor. Okay. okay. So after
2: 10 years, the one hour wait killed you. Okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> no,
2: just laying out the timeline. Okay.
1: All right. So I go in. The nurse, I'll just say, was the loudest. I'll just call her conspicuous nurse. I mean, I, the minute she came in the room, she was banging and pushing drawer to clanging and just like, Crazy noise coming from every everything she did. I mean, it was so conspicuous. So I, I she has to take my blood pressure. I take my overshirt off, uh, my Target overshirt that I've been wearing every day. And she goes, oh, okay, take your shirt off. I said, well, do you have to comment? I mean... <laughs> Okay. Couldn't you just take my blood pressure? No, but then it gets worse. So then she goes, okay, show me what you're having done today. I show her the cyst and she goes, whoa. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure in nursing school, that's the first thing you learn. <laughs> not not to overreact to a patient's, you know. Gigantic you know, cyst. Gigantic it is. It's cyst. the number.
2: It's day one.
1: <laughs> so I go, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm having you taken out. Um, so she's banging and clanging and she's just, you know, the trays, the, the treatment trays are just like, she's wheeling things around very loudly. She goes, okay, well, you're going to have to lie on your stomach. So I get on my stomach and I'm just lying there like a beached whale, just feeling very uncomfortable. So if the nurse is conspicuous, I just want to say the doctor, the plastic surgeon that came in was totally inconspicuous. I could barely see her. She was so tiny and her voice was so small that i couldn't under i could barely like i am lying on the operating table she goes oh hi how you doing i go oh what (laughs) hello hello is anybody there she 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 was the tiniest the smallest voice ever and in the middle of the surgery she asked me this she was kind of tiny voice but sultry goes so what do you do for a living i go uh oh i'm a teacher we get into a long conversation while she's conducting the surgery. And then I realize this must be her ploy because conspicuous nurse is too noisy. So if she, <laughs> if she keeps the conversation going, then conspicuous nurse doesn't pipe in. Okay. I'm just thinking, okay, so we talk about New York. She was born at NYU. My daughter's at NYU. We go on forever. And, you know, we're bonding in a strange way. I mean, she's stitching me up, and we're we're talking about uh, Bloomingdale's, uh, basically.
0: (laughs) I like her bedside manner, at least. I know. To, like, keep the conversation going so you're not aware of how long you're face down on that table.
1: Yeah, and it was a long time, believe me, because Leanne eventually saw the wound. So, anyway, so, okay, so it's over. I'm, I'm getting up. Okay, Uh and this was the worst thing that I think ever happened to me in a doctor's office. So the doctor is, she's gone. She's out of there. She's writing up the prescription for the antibiotic just in case. And the nurse, as soon as the doctor leaves the room, the nurse comes over to me like Dr. Frankenstein (laughs) and shows me the cyst in a jar. Oh. Oh, She goes. wow. She goes, here it is. I felt like smacking her.
2: Oh, I, I, God,
1: I was like, I, I, I was like why do you in- have
2: to tell us that now? I, I didn't even see it. And now I can't get it out of my mind.
0: That okay. is gross. That's like day two of nursing school, I would guess. Yep.
2: Liz, you know, we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We
0: do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to
2: frame, Leon, aren't there? See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling I mean, and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going
0: on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, uh, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy <laughs> meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready.
2: That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood – Sign up today at butcherbox.com/sisters and use code Sisters to choose your free-for-year offer. Plus, get twenty dollars off your first order. Thanks, Butcherbox. You know what? I had a doctor do that to me once. It was taken out of somewhere else of a lady part, and the doctor said to me, "Do you want to see it?" And I was like, "No." And no. she goes, really? You don't want to see what came out of your body? I'm like, no, there's a reason I didn't go to med school because I don't want to look at crap like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was like some sadistic move. The nurse that did. Is. The...
2: She should have asked you instead in of la- just
1: springing it on you. In the last moment. So and you I mean... should have
2: asked us instead of just springing it on us because <laughs> now sorry. we can't unsee what we didn't see. <laughs>
1: Oh, Gosh. So we get back to, okay. So the final thing is the doctor comes in with the prescription. Um, I, the last thing I say to her, I try to leave on a light note, Leanne. Try to, okay, I'll try to wipe that image out of your. Thank you. I said, And speaking of fashion, I said to her, I love your shoes. <laughs> okay. that's, that's the last thing I said. I'm sure that meant a lot to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. This week has been about dressing and undressing the wound by myself, with the exception of the first day where I had to go to get, Leanne had to dress the wound for me. Yes, because
2: it was right. It absolutely was right in the middle of her back. There was no way you could do it. Right. And that was traumatic enough. No, actually, I don't mind. I don't mind doing stuff like that. But that, now, oh, gosh. Okay. What kind of shoes did she have? (laughs) She
1: had some Chanel shoes. Okay. Chanel. Just think Chanel. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's what I'm thinking. All right. Well, so, uh, Sheila, are you out of pain now and everything? I'm
1: out of pain. Um, It's, you know, it's going to be, I have five days. She's going to take the stitches out. And then I can go back to swimming, which I'm looking forward to. So there we go. We, there we have it okay 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 good all luck right.
0: with the spatula Ooh. situation <laughs>
1: all right liz could you very
2: quickly go to our stay noisy uh, award so i oh, can... yeah yeah. Oh, yeah okay no
0: i wanted to mention this one thing i mean of, of all of the many things going on this week taylor swift stay yeah. noisy man <laughs> so taylor swift like wins like one strike against apple she you know apple was introducing their new music service and guess what they had just decided they kind of weren't going to pay the musicians for the first three months or whatever it was. So T Swift writes them a letter, strongly worded letter, which we all agree with that. Yeah. And uh, basically says, no, this is wrong. This is, da- this will not stand. And Apple backs down. Yeah. Apple doesn't yeah. back down to anyone, but Taylor Swift, you win this week. Satellite sisters stay noisy award. Yay. Yes, Taylor. She's just on
2: fire. She's on fire, Taylor Swift. Yeah. (laughs) She can't can't do any wrong. All right, thank you, Liz. That is a little uplifting moment and a nice transition to this Panda Express story. I want, <laughs> I want to get to, and this is really for uh, people in marketing and advertising. I think there's a lesson to be learned here. Now, uh, Panda Express is a fast food Chinese place that's all over the country, but it started right here in Pasadena, California. So, um, and it's a particular favorite of my son. Collins. So I am not surprised to see the figure that last year they sold 67 million pounds of orange chicken because mm. I believe Colin had quite a percentage of those <laughs> pounds of orange chicken. <laughs> but, yep. but they actually created orange chicken. Did you know oh, that? They did? Oh, really? Yeah. That was their. That's
0: not an authentic Chinese
2: dish? It, it is, but not in that format. It was Americanized. So they. Not had... in the
0: candy format? Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, and it's been a runaway hit, obviously. It's their number one hit, their top selling item. So even when they create other things, like I like the mushroom chicken very much, it's, it doesn't sell nearly as much as the orange chicken. So as a company, they're always looking for the next orange chicken, which you would be, right? And they compare their food development process to Chipotle's, another restaurant that's been wildly successful, but just doing a tiny slice of you know, what they do. Well, this is what we do. It's kind of takes Mexican food and the taco truck and puts it together. And we're not going to branch out and start serving pizza with hot dog crust. We're just gonna, (laughs) you know, do Chipotle. So they are using their development for the next orange chicken the same way, but it takes like five years for them to develop a restaurant and or develop a, a single dish and bring it to market. Okay.
1: And I wow. thought that was,
2: oh, yeah, that's a lot and, and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, so I thought that was sort of interesting. I'll post a link to this article on Satellite Sisters because I, I think if you're interested in restaurants uh, or food development, you would be interested in this story. But here's the piece of it that made me think of you, Liz, because I know you're always looking to attract people to the products that you're marketing there. Sure. In the TV world. And maybe this is an idea you can use for your events at Comic-Con. Okay. So fantastic. They, okay. This is the new food that they are developing to be the next door in chicken. And it's this. And I'm excited. I hope this works. Meatballs. Okay. They want to do some oh. traditional meatball dish, but traditionally they are served in like a clear broth. Okay. And I love a meatball. Like if I see meatball on a menu, I don't care what kind of restaurant it is. I'm ordering a <laughs> meatball. So I'm excited about this. So they're testing three different kinds of meatballs at Panda Express to be the next orange chicken. And they decide to do, uh, a an interesting focus group it's a classroom at the Jensen Elementary School in Rosemead, California, nearby, with twenty eight year olds. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: That's third grade, man. Yeah. They will tell you what they like and they don't like. That's so it.
2: they they each got to rate three versions of the meatball. Okay. They're chicken meatballs, even though the traditional Chinese meatball is made with pork because they feel like Americans will eat chicken more. Okay, so one is in a broth. Another is stir-fried in a sweet and vinegary sauce with basil, red peppers, and onions. Okay, that's basically orange chicken with the meatball. (laughs) And then, oh, this actually is orange chicken with the meatball. And the last one is fried, crispy, and glazed with a Korean-style barbecue sauce. Uh. So the other, the last two have kind of a salty, sweet thing going on. And so uh, the eighth grader said, without a doubt, they like the middle one. The one that was stir-fried in the sweet and vinegary sauce. Okay. But here here's where it gets interesting for you, Liz. So the marketers were in there and they asked the eighth grade the eight year olds, okay, what would lure you into a panda express more often? Just name anything. And here's here's what they answered. Ice cream. <laughs> okay. Free Wi Fi. <laughs> and this is the best. A live panda.
0: That is an excellent idea. Of course, it would. Yes. I think
2: any establishment would get more guests if they had ice cream, free Wi Fi, and a live panda.
0: (laughs) That's the total formula for success. You are right, Leanne. Leave leave it to the third graders to figure out just the simplest thing that they need to do. I mean, they you can, don't need they Boy can George. Do, they can test their recipes as <laughs> yeah. long as they want. Right. But a live panda is going to put you over the top no matter what. <laughs> Next
2: year it can. Just bring a live panda. Free <laughs> Ice cream, free Wi-Fi, live panda.
0: There you go. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> okay. Well, they're right. You know, that's
2: the thing. <laughs> it's true. They're totally right. It's to- that's totally good. Okay. Um, All Uh, right, Liz, you're on vacation this week. Uh, I know you have a busy week there, but I want you to set your DVR for a couple of things. Oh, first of all, Sheila, I have something very exciting to announce to all. Sheila, I don't think you've heard this. Liz, you know it. It's very exciting. We're very proud. The first piece from our new book coming out in October, You're the Best, a Celebration of Friendship, has been snapped up uh, by a publication and a website, excerpted, and we're very excited. It's and that's very that, exciting and that honor goes to our sister Liz Dolan her Thank one of you. her pieces was the first one to be snapped up and Sheila it is going to debut in October on moderndog.com yay <laughs> and how do you
1: spell dog <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so liz i think
1: B-A-W-G it's wg no it's just it's don't
2: overthink it it's not it's actually a web, it's a website about dogs and uh liz has a very lovely piece in the book about her her yes. dog friend ferris and they loved it and so congratulations liz
0: it is so excitingly, and it, you know, it actually is the. I feel like it really rounds out my resume. Yes, of the, like when you think of all of the things I've done over the course of my life, um, there, there was, there was a gap in this particular, like dog friendly publication area. (laughs) And you know, and here I am with my dog right now. I I don't think I've even told Ferris the good news. Um, so I know you said I have to come up with a photo to accompany that. Yeah. So that's gonna be tricky because as you know, Ferris is camera shy. (laughs) and uh so uh i'll see what i can do about that but it's very exciting i can't wait to tell all of the people i work with like, <laughs> like everyone at 20th century fox is really going to be proud to know that i am uh, i'm now being published in modern dog <laughs> thank you
2: liz we're very excited for you it's good news good news okay a couple of dvr alerts here um women's world cup u.s versus germany on tuesday So get, get on board. If you haven't watched any of their games, this is a big one playing the number one team in the world, Germany. So you're going to want to watch that Tuesday. Wimbledon starts this week. So let's reconvene later on Wimbledon. Sheila, you know, I know you're going to love it. So all white, the men look great in all white. So I'm just saying, if you're looking for something to do. (laughs) And then, um, if you missed the first episode of Dark, which is the new PBS masterpiece series, uh, the second episode is tonight. Julie and I got on board. We're doing a recap. we like to thank valerie we put it out there that Dark was such a stupid name uh, what could we possibly call the recap and valerie suggested poldark and handsome and that is a <laughs> brilliant name valerie that's so hilarious we will be doing our recap on tuesday I want to encourage people to watch that. Um, we're not going to do a show next weekend. It's the 4th of July. But this week, I'm actually taping two interviews with mystery writers. So I'm going to put those together for a podcast that I'll post. One is with Daniel Silva. He's a best-selling author of a million international spy thrillers. And I'm just reading his latest book, The English Spy. And another is with the first time mystery writer who's done a ton of t- TV writing. So I'm talking to her later today. So I'll put that together. So there'll be two podcasts this week. Today's, we're going to do Tuesdays and then we'll do these author series. But next weekend, we're taking it off because uh, it's a big holiday weekend. Sheila, you got plans for the 4th or anything?
1: Well, yeah, I'm going to be... Uh, no, I don't have any plans.
2: <laughs> okay, that was so suspicious. You were suspicious. about to make something up. That is suspicious. Or you are lie. doing something that you don't want to tell no, us about.
1: there is nothing on the agenda. But um, I am going to be happy and swimming by then. And, you know, just to generally enjoying... Okay. Hey, Leanne,
0: as long as you're talking about authors, I got to say, a recommendation on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group of great audiobooks was The Girl on the Train. So I bought that at Audible. I, like, I stocked up on a bunch of things for my drive up to Oregon back. So I listened to The Girl on the Train for nine hours yesterday. It's fantastic. Oh, good. I have have three hours and 15 minutes remaining, which is good because from here to Bend is four hours. Yeah. So so I'll get to finish it up today. But The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins, all the people who suggested that um, at the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, thank you very much. I'm really enjoying it.
2: Okay, well I'm desperately trying to put together my list of book recommendations and usually I'm on it, but I'm actually trying to finish my own book this
0: <laughs> so it's okay to prioritize your own work.
2: It's really hard to actually write a novel and read a million novels and talk to a million novelists. So I've just I'm having a little time issue this week, but uh so there you go, Girl on the Train. It's a, been a bestseller yeah. all year long. So, but it's mm-hmm. I bet it's a good audiobook it sounds like it would be perfect for a long drive
0: yeah because it's told in three different voices oh so okay three different readers i like it's very gone girl yeah uh you know but that that's was good okay too. yeah that was good too yeah yeah
2: all right okay everybody uh so liz safe drive have a fantastic week there on vacation i hope Thank you can you. relax i I hope yeah. there's nothing French in your future. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I have friends coming to visit and stay with me, and I have friends and, and who live in Bend, and, of course, our brother Dick and, and sister-in-law Susan and our niece and nephew live there. So it's going to be fun, though they say it's going to be 100 degrees. So. Yeah, it's meant yeah. to
2: be very hot there in the Northwest. It it's hot. going
0: to be a week full of just floating down the river, which is what you do in Bend, Oregon. You get in that inner tube, and you just float <laughs> down the Deschutes. So you can picture that. If I can.
2: I can picture that. All right, Sheila, maybe I'll see you around. Come by if you need your bandage changed.
0: Okay, Lee.
2: Thanks. Uh, <laughs> nice thanks that so we much. have those moments together.
1: Yes, we do. <laughs> Albeit small, but important. Yes, yes. All
2: right. Uh, and don't forget, call your satellite sister.